Good morning, Orlando. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. So glad you're with us here bright and early on a Monday morning for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. President Trump's lawyer says he's not sure if Michael Cohen paid off other women besides Stormy Daniels. And the First Lady unveils her official platform today. Details coming up in one minute. And a judge slams the Mueller gang for being out to get Trump. And the Trump poll's so good, the pollster has rejected their own poll. All this and more in this half hour alone of Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio 1025. President Donald Trump's personal lawyer says he doesn't have any knowledge of attorney Michael Cohen making payments to other women on behalf of the president. I never thought 130000 was a real payment. It's a, a nuisance payment. Uh, when I settled this, uh, for when it was real or a real possibility, it's a couple million dollars, not, not 130000 Speaking on ABC's This Week, Rudy Giuliani expects Cohen is going to cooperate with federal investigators, but adds he doesn't think they'll be happy with it because Cohen doesn't have any incriminating evidence about the president. He claims a pardon for Cohen is not on the table, and that's not even a decision to be made right now. The former New York City mayor says there's no reason to pardon anybody right now, and it hasn't even been discussed. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The head of the House Intelligence Committee is threatening to hold Attorney General Jeff Sessions in contempt of Congress for not cooperating more with the Russia probe. California Congressman Devin Nunes told Fox News' Fox and Friends that he plans to press fellow lawmakers on that issue this week after the Department of Justice refused to comply with a subpoena. Nunes is probing for information on allegations of surveillance abuse by the FBI and DOJ in their investigation into possible connections between the Trump campaign and Russia during the 2016 election. First Lady Melania Trump is going to unveil her formal platform today. The announcement will take place in the White House Rose Garden. Her spokeswoman tells CNN that the First Lady's mission will focus on the well-being of children. The platform will have a broad agenda and won't focus on one specific area. It's been big on bullying online, which has become an enormous problem in this country with with young people. I was thinking, you know, it's a long time before she comes out with this. It's She's been, been over a year. But then I looked back, and it's interesting. It took a while, a long time, the better part of a year, for Michelle Obama to come out with her particular platform, and um, and Laura Bush as well. So mm-hmm. apparently it's not unusual, although I thought 15 months, wow, it's about time. But yeah. I guess it takes a while. It seems like it. Here in Central Florida, the exact launch date for SpaceX's newest version of the Falcon 9 rocket is yet to be confirmed. Liftoff of the Block 5 from Kennedy Space Center was scheduled for this afternoon. However, SpaceX says confirmation of a launch date will follow a review of data from Friday's test firing of the rocket's main engines. The Falcon 9 Block 5 will carry a communications satellite for Bangladesh. A rip current is responsible for a woman's death at Cocoa Beach. Brevard County Ocean Rescue says the Oklahoma resident and two others were swimming this weekend when they got caught in the current. Lifeguards pulled all three to shore and performed CPR on the woman. She was pronounced dead at the hospital. Her death came on a dangerous day that required 16 water rescues. Yeah, we had a little tropical system coming through here. Yeah, it really destabilized the weather, and it was a big onshore breeze, and that always sets up the, the rip currents, doesn't it? It does. Dangerous yeah. day at the beaches this weekend. And finally, an Ormond Beach singer can move one step closer to making his dreams come true tonight. Caleb Lee is one of only 10 performers still remaining on The Voice. who will sing live on tonight's broadcast. 
Lee and the others will find out tomorrow night if they've advanced to the next round. A friend of his tells the Daytona Beach News Journal, America has yet to see just how talented Lee really is. This is exciting. We hope he does well. Yeah. <laughs> WFLA News Time Now, 6.05. You can read about the Idaho school that lost some weapons-grade plutonium at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Well, now what am I supposed to do? That makes me want to go to the website instead of host the first half hour of the show. What a story <laughs> that is, Tom. <laughs> You'll have to use the commercial break, I guess. Lost weapons-grade plutonium? How, how, is a school, how does a school have weapons-grade plutonium? That's the first question I want to ask. <laughs> you know, people are going to be glowing in the dark for crying out loud. What is I that mean, all about? Did the janitor just accidentally throw it away? How does this... <laughs> what happens here? I'm how does laughing, this happen? but it's pretty scary. <laughs> it sure you, is. Holy smokes. Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts, who's grabbing a week of vacation. Tom will be with us most of the week. Yaffe's in the control room. Our executive producer and staff will be taking your phone calls and uh the number is 407-916-5400 want to drill that in there or or announce it to those of you who are joining us for the first time on the 50,000 watt front porch at six o'clock in the morning and a lot of you are i just i just got word we're doing unbelievable numbers in the six o'clock hour i think a lot of folks tune in because they want the latest from the trump train well here it comes stay tuned on that score Wow, here come the judge, slamming Mueller. Trump gets an ally I don't think he expected. And this judge is on the same wavelength as the Bud Man has been on for a long time. That's where we begin in a moment, but a lot more to come beyond that. It's Good Morning Orlando for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Stay tuned now for your shot of winning your share of $880,000 in cold cash. And our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest, it's the last week, so time to play and win. Listen for the new keyword of the hour, then text that word to 200-200. The keyword's coming right up. You could be our next $1,000 winner. An update as well, of course, as always, in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA on news, weather, and traffic. We are glad you're with us. Best story of last week happened after we had shut it down here and cleared out for the weekend, but I earmarked it because I still think, given all that happened over the weekend, and Tom's been reporting on a lot of it, Giuliani stuff, etc., the fact that uh, Giuliani is saying the president may wind up taking the Fifth Amendment protections against incriminating himself um, when all of this comes to a head that we've been talking about. Um, but at any rate, I still think this is the most powerful story from all of last week relating to anything concerning efforts to destroy Trump and his presidency, okay? I mean, I believe for a long time that there is a conspiracy within the deep state and the, and the establishment class of, 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 of both parties, frankly, the Republicans as well as the Democrats, to discredit and destroy Trump, Okay. This is a completely different kind of candidate. They didn't want him. They don't like him. They don't want him to succeed. They will stop at nothing to destroy him and his administration. Okay? And it seems to me now, with the news that came down on Friday, that we have a powerful voice 
in the form of a federal judge by the name of T.S. Ellis III that is singing the same song I'm singing, but with a whole lot more influence and impact because of who he is and where he is positioned. This guy, by the way, Judge Ellis, was appointed by Ronald Reagan when he was president. On Friday, here's how the story went down. There was a hearing for the former Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. Okay? His team was trying to dismiss an 18-count indictment on tax and bank fraud-related charges that could send Manafort to prison, possibly for the rest of his life. And they ran into U.S. District Judge T.S. Ellis III as the back-and-forth went on between Special Counsel Mueller's team of lawyers and the Manafort team, okay? And the judge suggested in no meek terms that the that Mueller and his people have lied about the scope of the investigation and are seeking unfettered power and are more interested in bringing down the president. In the middle of all of this, the government going after Manafort in this hearing, Judge Ellis cut him off, looked him in the eye, and said something extraordinary. You don't really care about Mr. Manafort. You really care about what information Mr. Manafort can give you to lead you to Mr. Trump and an impeachment or whatever. Wow. Yaffe, I can't remember a more scathing indictment by a judge of government prosecutors. I've never heard anything like that before, and it apparently has rocked the Mueller team back on their heels. Well, good, because I think the judge is right. I mean, none of this is about Manafort or Cohen, really. It's all about Trump and trying to get Trump, and we all know this, and the judge knows it as well. Also, the judge demanded to see the unredacted, quote, scope memo, end quote, a document that outlines the scope of the special counsel's Russia probe that congressional Republicans have all so sought. Um, The judge gave the government two weeks to hand over the scope memo or provide an explanation why not after prosecutors were reluctant to do so, claiming it has material that doesn't pertain to Manafort. The judge fired back saying, I will be the judge of that. This is a conspiracy to get the president of the United States. All of this is, in my opinion. And the judge made it very clear he feels the same way. There was another pro-Trump, anti-Muller judge's ruling um, of less import over the weekend as well. 407-916-5400 if you want to react to that. And the text line open at 23680. It was awesome. The old Reagan judge body slams Mueller and his gang. They are out to get the president. The scope of this thing has gone way beyond the initial mandate. By the way, Judge Ellis also said to the Mueller gang in the Manafort hearing, you know, I want that memo defending the scope of this probe because we don't want anyone with unfettered Power. And as this Mueller probe expands way beyond alleged collusion with the Russians by the Trump people during the campaign, those are powerful words from a man in a very powerful 
position. Now, I got to run a second Trump train because there's so much news here. (laughs) Ipsos polls, well regarded, been around a long time. Headline, spike in support for Trump causes pollster to reject own poll. That's what Breitbart is writing this morning. (laughs) Ipsos has a poll on President Trump's approval rating that has spiked since the 27th of April to the point where they have said this. Every series of polls has the occasional outlier, and in our opinion, this is one, says Ipsos. So while we are reporting the findings in the interest of transparency, we will not be announcing the start of a new trend until we have more data to validate this pattern. In other words, until we get some more bad numbers on Trump, we ain't running this puppy. This will help him too much, and we can't have that. At least that's how I read it. The spike shows Trump getting 50% support from swing voting Democrats, 80% support from Republican supporters, 20% support even from Democrats. Interesting. The spike in apparent support leaves Trump with 57 support, 57% support on the economy, 60% support on on employment and jobs, 51% support on immigration. The overall Trump approval rating with Ipsos was in the 30s on the 27th of April. It is now the 7th of May, and he's at 48%. Gone up about 10. I think it's North Korea. I think it's a sense that there's this incredible government conspiracy against him. I think there is, you know, a a, a reaction to the fact that the economy is humming and folks vote with their wallets more than anything else. That will help any president if the economic indicators are good and they are strong and getting stronger all the time. The disapproval in the Ipsos poll of Trump was about 60% on the 27th of April. It is now down to 49%. So, oh, my God, we got to stop the polling. We got to reject the poll. This can't possibly be true. But if they had a poll that showed the president tanking, They wouldn't pull it. They'd run a new poll every day to drive it home. I'm on fire. Oh, speaking of the economy, the jobless report, the jobs report came out on Friday. Okay, first Friday of the month. Unemployment rate is now down to, what is it? 3.7%, something like that nationally. 6.7% for black workers, beating the previous all-time record set in December. 4.8% unemployment for Hispanics. 3.6% for for white Americans. 4% is considered full employment when you talk about these jobs reports. This is incredible. Where was the coverage of that over the weekend? I looked for it. It was totally buried. It was Stormy Daniels. It was all a back and forth about... What Trump's saying, what Giuliani is saying, Trump is saying, and on and on and on. They had virtually no room for this extraordinary story with the jobs report on Friday. Again, again, this is media bias on display. It's not only what you cover, but it's where you position it. You run 10 seconds on this, and then you do a half an hour on Stormy Daniels. Okay? That's bias, and that's what is going on. 
Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com as we continue on a Monday morning. Tom is in for Deb. Lots of Trump news already, and you've got more. I sure do, bud. President Trump's personal lawyer says he doesn't know about attorney Michael Cohen making any payments to other women besides Stormy Daniels on behalf of the president. Rudy Giuliani spoke to ABC's This Week yesterday. He says Cohen made payments for the president and conducted business for him, which means he had legal fees and other expenditures. He went on to say that while he has no knowledge of other payments, he thinks Cohen would have paid other women if needed because that was his job. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Arizona Senator John McCain, who has been battling an aggressive form of brain cancer for more than a year, doesn't want President Trump to attend his funeral. Instead, he prefers Vice President Mike Pence to be there, according to a report in the New York Times. In addition, former Presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama have been asked to deliver eulogies at the Republicans' funeral, according to sources close to both former Presidents and Senator McCain. The Highlands County Sheriff's Office is asking for prayers after what it calls an unimaginable tragedy. 40-year-old Deputy William Gentry was shot last night in Lake Placid. is in critical condition. The nine-year veteran was shot in the head while responding to a dispute over a cat. 69-year-old Joseph Abels is accused of shooting the neighbor's pet. Gentry was airlifted to Lee Memorial Hospital in Fort Myers, and Abels was arrested. Abels is a convicted felon who's had previous violent incidents with officers. Florida Governor Rick Scott tweeted that hurting a law enforcement officer is pure evil. He's asking Floridians to pray for Deputy Gentry and all those who go above and beyond every day to keep us safe. And it was a moment of peace during a tragic year at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland over the weekend. Larry Spillman has the details. Saturday night, students held their senior prom. They paid tribute to the four seniors who were among 17 people killed when a gunman opened fire inside the high school on Valentine's Day. According to the Sun Sentinel, security was tight as students enjoyed the festivities at the Weston Fort Lauderdale Beach Resort with an enchanted forest theme. The main ballroom was donated by the hotel. An ice sculpture greeted guests in the hallway proclaiming hashtag MSD strong. Larry Spillman, News Radio 1025 WFLA. WFLA News Time Now, 635. I'm Tom Alexander, News Radio 1025 WFLA. You can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues right now. Continues as we bring in um, Jeff Bellinger in for Gina Cervetti in the Bloomberg Newsroom with the Bloomberg Business Report. Jeff, welcome. It's always nice to have you with us on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning to you, bud. It is nice to be here. Let's talk about the futures. You've been checking them out, anticipating today's trading, looking back on the end of last week. Whatever you got, let's go. (laughs) Okay, we'll let it rip. Uh, Wall Street finished uh, strong on Friday. The April employment report pleased investors. They really couldn't find much not to like. And uh, the futures are higher this morning, suggesting the market will pick up where it left off. Uh, the S&P futures are up seven points. NASDAQ futures are up 36. Dow futures are up 47 uh, points. Tyson Foods will release its quarterly results at some point uh, this morning before the markets open. We have the Conference Board's Employment Trends Index coming out at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. That will offer clues to whether the pace of hiring will uh, continue strong in the months to come. With the price of oil, is above $70 a barrel for the first time since November of 2014. 
traders are waiting for President Trump's decision on whether to pull out of the Iran nuclear deal. He is expected to make that decision this week. The deal eased sanctions on Iranian oil, and those sanctions could be back if the U.S. withdraws. Yeah, now gasoline prices, of course, are a byproduct of where we are on crude oil prices. Um, just uh, FYI, you're up in the metropolitan uh, New York area, is that yes. right, Jeff? Yeah. Yes. Uh, here this morning, I saw gas actually down a little bit from what it has been. We'd gotten up around 269. I saw gas on the way into work regular for 253 a gallon. How does that compare with what you've got up there? I filled up yesterday at uh, 283 a gallon in New Jersey. Well, well, you guys so. are all high rollers. You can handle that up there. <laughs> okay, hey, let, let's talk about this deal between Starbucks and Nestle. Very interesting. It is. Uh, Nestle is uh, going to pay Starbucks $7.15 billion. It gets the rights to sell Starbucks products in supermarkets, restaurants, and in catering operations. In addition, the Starbucks brand is going to be used in Nestle's capsule systems. That all starts next year. Nestle is counting on this deal to revive its uh, coffee business, which has been flagging of late. Interesting. You know, um, Yaffe's our big moviegoer, our executive producer. I think he's seen the new Avengers movie. This thing continues to be red hot. I haven't gotten there yet. How is Avengers doing? Well, it was the top moneymaker at uh, movie theater box offices for a second uh, weekend in a row. It's uh, released from Walt Disney Pictures. It uh, took in more than $112 million in North America over the weekend, and it has now taken in more than $1 billion globally. It reached uh, that milestone in record time, faster than any other movie in history. Wow, very interesting. Great having you with us. Jeff Bellinger in for Gina Cervetti with the Bloomberg Business Report. Have a great day in the Big Apple. Thanks for coming by. (laughs) Thank you, bud. Take care. All right. Good deal. Ahead, what's bugging the bud, man? I'm glad you asked. And even if you didn't, I'm going to tell you. It's Kerry undermining Trump on Iran. Opposition to Trump's fantastic CIA chief pick. And McCain banning Trump from his funeral. It's ahead, along with an update on Orlando's News, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA coming your way in just two minutes. Obama's Secretary of State John Kerry caught by the Boston Globe in a, in a, in a scathing report trying to undermine President Trump's policy of trying to get us out of the Iran nuclear deal. Now, the president hasn't said he's going to do it, he has until the 12th of May. During the campaign, he was all over saying this was the worst deal ever negotiated internationally by the United States, and he is absolutely right, or certainly the worst in my lifetime. And the president on his campaign was all about getting us out of that deal. He pledged it time and time again. Everybody knows where the president of the United States is on that issue, and he is the commander-in-chief. And Kerry... The Globe reports, and there is no denial, has sat down a couple of times with Iranian Foreign Minister Javed Zarif in recent months strategizing a way to save the deal. In other words, trying to cut the legs off President Trump and his team. It's described as an aggressive yet stealthy, in other words, secret mission to put pressure on the Trump administration to keep the deal in some form. You've been hearing over the weekend, looks like a violation of the Logan Act to me. And I kept hearing that as well. And nobody, when I was watching, would explain to me what the Logan Act was. I'd heard of it before, a pretty good student of American history. But I'll admit I had to go bone up on it. So do you want to know what the Logan Act is here? 
It goes back into the late 1700s. It's on the federal books. It criminalizes negotiation by unauthorized persons with foreign governments having a dispute with the United States. That's exactly what Kerry is doing. He is unauthorized, and he is going in and trying to influence a decision with one of our enemies. This is a Logan Act violation. They have not prosecuted Logan Act cases for a long, long time, but it is still on the books. The act was passed following a state lawmaker in Pennsylvania by the name of George Logan and his unauthorized negotiations with France in 1798, okay, that was undermining what President John Adams and his team was trying to do in negotiations with France, okay? That's why it's called the Logan Act, and I think you've got a clear violation here. Kudos, kudos to the Boston Globe for blowing for blowing the cover on John Kerry. See, this is Kerry's legacy. This is the biggest thing that he did was to negotiate this thing for Obama. And and one after another, he is seeing the Obama administration agenda undone, which is almost exclusively good news for this country, in my opinion. The White House has nominated Gina Haspel to be the chief of the CIA, the first woman ever so nominated. It's unbelievable what is happening to her. This is a 33-year CIA veteran, universally admired, knows more about the agency and what the CIA does worldwide to keep this country safe than anybody else. Everybody says it. And there's been so much pressure on her that she has been considering withdrawing. And now over the weekend, the White House has said that they're standing behind her, they want her confirmed, she's going to testify before the Senate on Wednesday. Do you know why they're trying to stop Gina Haspel from being confirmed? Let me explain it here in just a moment. She is so eminently qualified, and I can't wait to see the liberals, the Democrats, shoot this thing down and explain why they didn't give the first woman ever a chance to run the Central Intelligence Agency. But there's more to it than that. Stay tuned. 407-916-5400. Man, this show gets my heart pumping. I am on fire this morning, and I haven't even gotten started. (sighs) They're looking for a silver four-door vehicle. There must be like half a million of those on the road in Central Florida, so that could be tough. We wish the troopers well. They do great, great work. So what? why the opposition to Gina Haspel as CIA chief, the first woman, 33-year career veteran of the CIA, has done every job in there, highly regarded, brilliant woman, totally dedicated to the task of the Central Intelligence Agency. Nobody has impugned her integrity in any way. I don't think this is anti-woman by any stretch of the imagination. I think we are beyond that, and God, I hope we are. The problem here is, right after 9-11 in 2001, where 3,000 people died at the hand of these radical Islamic terrorists who flew airplanes into the Twin Towers in New York City, into the Pentagon in Washington, and were flying one to, it is believed, either the White House or the Capitol, 
to destroy them and kill everybody inside if possible before the heroes of United 93 took the plane down, sacrificing themselves in a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The next year in 2002, Gina Haspel headed up the CIA's program to try and break down radical Islamic terrorist suspects, Al-Qaeda types. This is all pre-ISIS. This is 2002. We were in virtual collective panic mode over the fact that there would be a next major terrorist attack on American soil. Maybe a nuclear bomb dropped on a city. I remember the mentality of that. Too many apparently have forgotten. We had a program then that she ran that wound up waterboarding a couple of suspects in Southeast Asia. Okay? Waterboarding a couple of suspects then when it was not considered torture, which it since has come to be considered as torture. The program has been ended. Haspel has said she would not advocate to restore waterboarding because she buys into the idea that it is torture and something the United States should not engage in, okay? But they want to make her walk the plank, pay the price for having run this program immediately after 9-11 and those attacks, and that is outrageous. The ACLU is driving this, and it's gotten to the point where I think she feels like she's just going to get ripped to shreds for all the great work she has done in front of the whole country Wednesday, and she was ready to pull her nomination to say, I'm not going this route. And the president and his team are backing her up, finally giving her the support she needs because she's awesome. It's going to be a close vote, but that's going to happen on Wednesday. You know what Trump said during the campaign? Do you remember this, Yaffe? Hey, I don't have a problem with waterboarding. And I'd be in for that and a whole lot more and a much worse. And so would I to break down the ideological fanatics of radical Islam. These are not typical prisoners. You know, when you get them, they are so ideologically and spiritually locked in, you can't crack them with traditional proceedings. And I'm all for waterboard and a whole lot worse. I'm also for Gina Haspel being the next chief of CIA. Well, I mean, she's definitely qualified to make this the one thing that doesn't get her in. I agree with you. I think it's all Trump derangement syndrome and partisan politics. That's really what it oh, is. Oh, I think, I think, and I'm glad you said that because I think I got off on my rant here about the background on all this. This is to stick it to the president. Yeah, I he mean, wants her. Don't let it happen. I mean, if this was the other way around and the Democrats were nominating someone, they wouldn't care about the waterboarding thing. So it's just partisan. Yeah, I agree 100%. What do you think of McCain making his own funeral plans? It looks like he's pretty close to the end on the brain cancer, um, that that he doesn't want Trump at his uh, funeral at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., doesn't want him there, not to be invited. He wants the eulogies done by Obama and Bush 43, et cetera. Now, they've they've been into it, you know, since the beginning when you remember famously Trump said during the campaign, that McCain wasn't a hero. He likes heroes who aren't captured, et cetera. And then McCain stuck it to him with the Obamacare vote that killed the undoing of Obamacare. We remember that as well. So they've been, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about him disinviting the president of the United States? I've never heard of such a thing before. Yeah, I mean, I understand why, what he's trying to do, but it, it's just sad. 
It's just sad. The president should be there, and Trump has wished him well since the start of his brain cancer. So I know. I, I just wish it. I just wish there should be one time where we didn't have the anti-Trump thing going on. But yeah, you know, he has a right to do what he wants to do. I guess. I guess he does. I guess he does. And I understand that he doesn't like Trump, and he never has. He doesn't like his style. He also doesn't like getting ripped by. Yeah, a, a candidate Trump way back then. We understand that. I get it, and I and I and I I didn't buy into what Trump said. You know, I I, I would never in any way diminish what um what uh, what McCain went through for five and a half years in a North Vietnamese prison. I mean, it just I just can't even go there. At any rate, um, there we are. Red light runner cameras. I have crusaded for this program. Now it's going to continue in Florida because it has been green-lighted by the Florida Supreme Court. But a lot of people are furious about that. My take on red light cameras and yours, whether you like them or not, coming up in our 7 o'clock hour. In the meantime, in for Deb this week, the news brought to us by Tom Alexander, focusing on President Trump's lawyer, saying he's not sure if Michael Cohen paid off other women besides Stormy Daniels, and the latest on that volcanic eruption in Hawaii, forcing more evacuations. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. So glad you're with us on a Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at a Monday at 7 o'clock. Hope you had a great weekend. So glad you're with us as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. President Trump's lawyer says he's not sure if Michael Cohen paid off other women besides Stormy Daniels and the latest on the volcanic eruption in Hawaii. Details coming up in one minute. Florida's highest court, green lights, red light runner cameras. I like it. What say you? Next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 1025. Did Michael Cohen make payments to other women besides Stormy Daniels on behalf of President Donald Trump? The president's personal lawyer says he doesn't have any knowledge of it. Rudy Giuliani also told, told ABC's This Week that it's not true that Attorney Michael Cohen will not cooperate with federal investigators. Well, I expect that he is going to cooperate with him. I don't think they'll be happy with it because he doesn't have any incriminating evidence about the president or himself. Giuliani added he, he, uh, that a pardon for Cohen is not on the table, and that's not even a decision to be made right now. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Authorities in Hawaii say eruptions from the Kilauea volcano are ongoing. In a news conference, Civil Defense Administrator Talmadge Magno said 26 homes have now been destroyed by lava. He said the lava is flowing out further from the fissures and sulfur dioxide levels are still high. Hawaii emergency officials are telling families to go now. Families it's, were allowed to return home, but then they got a cell phone alert to evacuate. It's just bursting up through the through the ground, through yeah. roads or whatever, and nobody has a clue about the end game on this. This could go on for months, could go on for years, right? Yeah, we're really not sure. It's up to Mother Nature, I guess. Right, and you know every other natural disaster that we have at the hands of Mother Nature, it, at least there's an end game, you know? Right. But right. with, with volcanoes, who knows? Awful situation it in sure those is. neighborhoods. They said one eruption overnight sent lava fountains more than 200 feet in the air. My goodness. 
It's deadlier than the Zika virus, and there is concern South Florida could experience an outbreak of it. Doctors are worried that yellow fever, which has killed hundreds in Brazil, could spread here. Like Zika, yellow fever is spread by mosquitoes. University of Miami health expert Justin Stoller believes yellow fever will spread to South Florida, but he recently told the Sun-Sentinel that efforts to keep the mosquito population in check should stop the disease from spreading like it has in Brazil. Americans have not seen a yellow fever outbreak in more than a century. Yeah, that used to kill people, you know, for all the way back through human history Mm -hmm. in enormous numbers. But now we have a vaccination. You know, there Mm -hmm. is protection available. Pretty scary story out of South Florida. Yellow fever. Wow. Definitely. And uh, the Atlantic hurricane season begins in just a couple of weeks on June 1st. Florida home and business owners and renters are urged to consider buying a national flood insurance policy before it's too late. Alan Spector has the details. That recommendation comes from FEMA, which says it takes 30 days for a policy to become effective. Florida is prone to hurricane-related flooding with nearly 120 landfalls in recorded history, but most home, business, and rental insurance policies do not cover flood damage. You can learn more about flood insurance and find an insurance agent who sells it at floodsmart.gov. Alan Spector, News Radio 1025, WFLA. WFLA News Time now 706. You can read about YouTube stars being paid to promote academic cheating at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Tom Alexander bringing us the news. Deb's off this week. Yaffe's our executive producer. Steph's taking phone calls. We're getting into the decision by the Florida Supreme Court to greenlight the continuation of Florida's controversial red light runner camera program. I have been a big proponent of this because I think it's the only thing fines for people who, you know, go through an intersection when the light has turned red you know, setting up these just unbelievable T-bone accidents at high speeds that are, you know, they're deadly. They save lives. I know, I understand the controversy over this. Are are you a supporter of red light runner cameras, Tom, or not? I think it needs some significant changes because right now, in a lot of cases, you have a non-law enforcement officer working for a contractor looking at these photos and determining whether or not you've broken the law by running a red light. But the final call is still... The cops, okay? They, they, they use this just because they can't manage it all. They farm it out to these to these vendors. That's part of the controversy. Yaffe and Steph, where are you on red light runner cameras? I think that they are a legitimate deterrent, and the only one I know that is out there, and it's been a deterrent for me, I think twice before I go charging through an intersection when the light is just turning red. So I, I think it's been good for me as a driver. My view is very simple. Get rid of the penalty for right turns on red, and I'm okay with it. What about it, Steph? I mean, you know, I don't like it. Of you don't course. like anything that slows Absolutely you down in the blue Mustang, not. right? You know, usually I'm going through like a light really quick and it's yellow and then it turns red. And Yeah, what about the other guy who comes charging through and T-bones you in your blue Mustang? Mm. You ever think about deterring that? Not really. No? I mean, I go pretty fast, so I'm not worried about somebody hitting me. You think you can outrun them, huh? Oh, okay, for sure. Fair enough. <laughs> Where are you on the Supreme Court now saying, yep, municipalities... Fine, you can go ahead with your red light runner programs. A lot of towns fearing lawsuits and all kinds of problems have said, I'm out of this game, I'm not going to do it. Other ones have wanted to stay with it. And now the high court says, 
okay, and they have green-lighted with their decision from last Thursday red light runner camera programs in Florida. I think it's a lifesaver. I'm glad to see it. I want to know what you think and why. Call me at 407-916-5400, or you can text me at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. We'll get to you, and we'll have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFL. So many times over so many years, we've debated red light runner cameras. Now we have the definitive decision by the Florida Supreme Court. There have been efforts in the legislature um, to undo these programs, and now they have been green-lighted by the high court. So we're going to have red light runner cameras as an option in communities around Central Florida. Nobody's mandating it. Um, And some communities go that route, some do not, for the foreseeable future. If you are opposed to red light runner cameras and you buy into the undeniable fact that these high-speed T-bone accidents that result from people running red lights are deadly, and they are, what, what is your deterrent? What is your way of getting people to not run through intersections when the right light is going red? What, what other deterrent beside the $158 ticket? And, uh, you know, there, there, there's nothing on your record un, unless you fail to pay it in 60 days. If, if it isn't red light runner cameras, which deter me, I'm telling you right now, I come to these big intersections, you know, I err on the side of extreme caution in a way perhaps I would not have before. So it's deterring me, and I think that's happening a lot. What's the answer if it's not red light runner cameras, okay? 407-916-5400, you tell me. Gary, from Apopka, where are you on red light runner cameras? You want them green-lighted, or do you want the programs ended? I want them ended. I was opposed to this before they started it, and uh, I can tell you, but I've been driving up 441 through Apopka for 40-some years. Never had a moving violation, never had a ticket in my entire time until they put those red light cameras in, and they short cycle the yellow so that you have to jam your brakes and screech to a halt. I have been now ticketed two or three times because of that, and it's just a revenue-raising scheme. That's all it is. In fact, they put uh, a red light camera on a brand-new intersection there where 429 crosses 441. There's never been a history of accidents. In 47 years of driving that road, I've never seen a T-bone accident. I've seen a lot of other ones. Let me ask you a question. In, in Apopka, there's been a big controversy about this, and you're citing some of the aspects of it. The new mayor, I believe, campaigned on getting rid of red light runner cameras. Am I correct on that? I'm sure he did, because I wrote lots of letters complaining about him, but <laughs> a lot of others. You know, and it's you can see how they short-cycle that yellow to catch you, and as you enter an intersection, you have a yellow light, all right, now, wait a minute. Now, they're, they're, they're obviously not playing fair. What if it was done in a fair way, or are you just unalterably opposed to red light runner cameras? I'm, I'm all for using other means to catch violators who truly run. How do we do it? Light. If we don't do it with red light runner cameras, what do we do? We can't put a, an officer at every big intersection. Nobody can do that. It's not about every big intersection. There are some critical intersections that have a high accident rate. You can plant an officer there like they have in so many other places. And you have them with a radar gun, you have them with a camera, you catch them in the act of actually running a red light and speeding. But if you're going slow and you're even going below the speed limit and you're caught in a, let's say, behind an 18-wheeler rig, you're slow and you're 
unfortunately caught in the middle of a yellow light turning red at, yeah. in that intersection. All right. The camera, they have a computer cycle there that's geared to raising revenue and catching you right in the act of crossing. Yeah, I, I don't support that, but I still think if the thing is done in a fair way, and it's not just to ring up as many people as they can, but it's to save lives, I don't know of another deterrent that it's going to be effective for this deadly, dangerous practice. Uh, Tracy just got a ticket. Stay with me, Tracy. I'm coming to you right after a very short break. We'll check the text line, and you want to join the conversation, you're welcome at 407-916-5400. Text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. Talking about all sides of the ongoing red light runner camera uh, controversy here in the state of Florida. And uh, here is Tracy from DeLand, and you got a ticket running a red light, right? Yeah, I just mailed a check in for 158 Friday, and I uh, was surprised that I, when I got the citation, I had a picture of my car in the tag. Uh, I'm for it, and I'll tell you why, but I think, I think that if the, uh, if the counties want it or the cities want it, what gets me upset is, is, is the, the subcontractor gets the cut of it which is a money-making proposition. I think all the money should go to the counties, and if they want to run the red lights, they should do the investment to pay for it. Yeah, you you have a problem with these outfits like American Traffic Solutions, which is hired as a vendor, you know, to to look over, you know, all, all of what the camera has seen and then, you know, say... Looks like a violation, looks like a violation, looks Definitely. like a violation, and then they get Definitely. it verified yeah. by the police agency, and right. you don't want them in the middle of the process. Right. I've been in, I've been in Orlando area for 46 years. I, I just moved to Delance and left Lake Mary. I tell you something. We have a bad, we've always had a bad traffic problem in this town. Okay. I mean, it's going to get worse, and it's not, you know, it, it's at it's a point now it's insane driving on I-4. I drive it every day. But, yes, it, it makes me more alert now, okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, running a red light is like, it's like, it's suicide. It's, it's fair. Suicide. I agree with that. It's interesting that a guy who got nabbed and paid 158 bucks is still for the program. Very, very interesting there. Yaffe, in a moment, I want you to check that uh, text line for us. Right now, I, uh, I want to bring in Matt from Oviedo. Good morning, Matt. You're on with the Bud Man. Go ahead. Good morning, Bud. I support your cause, and I agree with the program. But my next question is, where does it stop? Are you going to be okay with them issuing speeding tickets for SunPass? Uh you know, as they collect you from going through the Sun Pass location, the transponder goes off saying you made that distance too fast, and now they're going to give you a speeding violation. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I'd really have to change my ways because they say 25 miles an hour, but I go sailing through there along with everybody else at at least twice that. No, I meant the distance between the locations. They can get you for speeding. Let's say the speed limit's 70, and you made that distance. Oh, that I time. see. So you had to have been going faster. Ooh, that's dicey. I hadn't thought about that, Matt. Let me chew on that for a while, may I? Thank you. Jim in Claremont, go ahead on red light runner cameras. Well, hello. Um, you just had a challenge on what to do uh, if, if you don't want a red light camera. And right. I just figured, well, why don't they have... Why don't they institute some sort of technology at maybe these major intersections where accidents happen that kind of judge when somebody's going through a red light that they don't change the other light to green until the intersection is clear? You know, give a, maybe a timer or maybe some technology that, that sees that the intersection is clear just to avoid those accidents. Hmm. I wonder how that would work or if that could be done. I don't know. Yaffe on the text line, what do you see? Yes, but I'm getting a bunch of people on the text line saying that Plainly, red light cameras are unconstitutional because you cannot face your accuser in court. That's the biggest thing. You can't bring in the camera and face them in court. 
and they're saying it's unconstitutional. Uh, one person uh, agrees with Steph and likes that Steph is against them. So Stephanie has a has a fan now. All Just right, so you know. Leadfoot Maze, <laughs> they're loving you out there. <laughs> but a lot of people against it, bud. A I lot know. of people in the oh, yeah. Oh, listen, and I've fought that battle for years here. Yeah. And it's a great debate. There are many facets to it. And to me, you know, it's 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 like so many of choices we make in life. You know, not everything is black, not everything is white, not everything is all good, not everything is all bad. You know, I see the bad side of it, but I think it is worth it to deter the deadly dangerous practice of running red lights and T-boning people who are essentially helpless. And, uh, and, and and the carnage is horrendous from this, and I don't know how to deter it other than with red light runner cameras. Tom's in for Deb, who's on vacation this week, updating us, and particularly for those of you just joining us now, he'll have news of President Trump's lawyer on whether or not he is sure if Michael Cohen paid off women besides Stormy Daniels, and pre-employment marijuana screening could be going away all the news coming right up for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch. Thanks for coming by. It is 7.30. In this half hour, stick around. James Taylor concert tickets. He's coming to Orlando this week. And you're going on us to see the legendary singer and guitar player, James Taylor. Right now, Tom's in for Deb, who's off this week. Trump news here at the bottom of the 7 o'clock hour. What you got, Tom? You with me? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> a little something going <laughs> on in the President accounted for, there, sir. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're on. President Donald Trump's personal lawyer is talking about the president's former lawyer. Rudy Giuliani told ABC's this, ABC's this week he has no knowledge of Michael Cohen paying other women besides Stormy Daniels on the president's behalf, but adds he thinks Cohen would have if asked. He conducted business with the president, which means he had legal fees, monies laid out, and expenditures, which I have on my bills to my, uh, to my clients. Giuliani also says there's been no talk about whether the president would pardon Cohen, because right now there's no need to pardon anyone. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More companies are getting rid of pre-employment marijuana testing. The tightening U.S. job market and the legalization of marijuana in some states is prompting many companies to relax their drug testing policies. As a result, some companies are just dropping marijuana from pre-screening drug tests altogether. For decades, pre-employment drug testing has been a requirement at large American companies. But experts say marijuana testing excludes too many potential workers at a time when companies are struggling to fill jobs. Isn't that interesting? An interesting byproduct of, like, full employment and then some. We're under 4% right now. And very interesting. It's still illegal. In Federally, yes. Yes. Gee whiz. Interesting stuff. What else is going on? Well, a man known for his love and devotion to the McDonald's Big Mac has eaten his 30,000th oh. burger. Ah! I'm dead. That's my <laughs> sound judgment question. Coming right up after the next break. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's never happened before. I normally talk to the newscaster and say, please avoid this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll have to help you come up with another one. I may have to come up with another question based on this story. Um, I... Can you just not do that story right now? You got it. All right. We'll move on. All right. All right. Uh, we'll move on. I think you'll like this next one better anyway. A horse <laughs> is suing its former owner for $100,000 in damages. A horse is suing its owner. 
The Animal Legal Defense Fund in Portland, Oregon, has filed suit on behalf of Justice, an eight-year-old American quarter horse. The horse is seeking damages for negligence that left him 300 pounds underweight and afflicted with lice, a skin infection, and severe frostbite, according to the lawsuit. He'll require special medical care for the rest of his life. He was removed from this owner's property last March, now lives at a horse rescue. One of the attorneys representing the horse said state case law in Oregon has shown animals have legally protected rights. She says justice should be allowed to recover the costs of damages for pain and suffering, just like a human victim. Amazing. I'm still rocked on on the sound judgment <laughs> thing. And a guy with a 30,000 Big Macs. I'm sorry. I'm trying to retool and save that segment next. you can still do it. Well, now you can't because you dwelled on it. No, but but he said it. Well, yeah, you reward the listeners for paying attention. Oh, really? Is that what I should have done? Yeah, but now you've just like totally brought all kinds of attention to it. underlined it and highlighted it. Okay. All right. Okay. You've got to think of something else here. We have have a little like retention pond out here we call Lake iHeart. I'm going to go out and drown myself. I'll get somebody else (laughs) to do do the rest of it. You could have them (laughs) recite the Big Mac song. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that is good. All right, yeah, I, well, all right, I, I don't know. That I don't think right I remember there, that's it. a producer right All right, there. I won't that's drown myself in Lake iHeart. Anyway. <laughs> you think our listeners you earned your do it, third huh? Chevron on your sleeve today, yeah. Go I ahead. Think. What else? Anything else that's or are it. we done? WFLA News Time now, 737. You've mm. done enough damage, you're moving on, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I'll just leave you to clean up my mess now. <laughs> you know what? I've headed that kind of thing off at the past. You have. Time after time after time. We talk about it every day. I know it, and today I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Live radio. This is why there are no broadcasters in the old folks' home. We're all dead long before that of things like this. <laughs> Good morning, Orlando. Coming up on uh, 745, time to play the sound judgment game. We got our um, our callers, our contestants ready to go. If you're trying to get in but getting a busy signal, if somebody gets a wrong answer, uh, you can still win by waiting for the open line and calling it 407-916-5400. Uh, Steph, of course, is handling all of the calls and also checking out the prize closet. And this is a terrific prize. A lot of folks are going to want to win. Go ahead, Steph. That's right. So today we have a pair of tickets to see James Taylor at the Amway Center this Wednesday, May 9th. Legendary singer-songwriter James Taylor and his all-star band with special guest Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Bonnie Raitt and her band play Orlando's Amway Center on Wednesday, May 9th for one unforgettable evening. Tickets are on sale now. Visit 1025WFLA.com. Keyword events for more info. Okay, we're ready to go. Our sound judgment game this morning pays tribute to a major milestone for the guy known as the Big Mac Man, Don Gorski from Wisconsin, as Tom blurted out earlier. now holds the world record for downing more McDonald's Big Mac sandwiches than anyone else. He has eaten two Big Macs a day, almost every day, for 46 years and has the receipts to prove it. He, you heard the number, has consumed 30,000 Big Macs. Incredible. Now, do you know what's in a Big Mac? For years, there was an iconic commercial jingle which gave you all of the ingredients in a Big Mac. If you can correctly recite that, you will be our winner of the James Taylor concert tickets. Are you ready to go? The Big Mac jingle. Remember that? I'll even start it out. To all beef patties, 
Line one, go ahead. Special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions on a sesame seed bun. No, but close. All right, 407-916-5400. Line two, take a shot. Two, all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Yeah. I don't know about the yeah, but Yaffe, let's verify that. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. You got it. You're our winner, buddy. I think our, our first caller, I think, missed onions, I think. Pickles. No, it was missed pickles. Missed yeah. pickles, right? Boy, you yep. had that absolutely nailed. No problem for you, huh? Oh, fantastic, bud. I remember that commercial on TV, actually. It ran forever. Man, I got to tell you, I've <laughs> my whole bit was how many had he eaten, you know? That was going to be 30000 and I was trying to save this thing because everybody wants to play the game, and we have this great, great prize. My friend, you're going to the Amway Center to see the James Taylor concert this Wednesday on us. I hope you're excited. It's a great prize. That is absolutely fantastic, bud. That's awesome. I'm going to take my wife. We're going to have our first date night in a while. Ooh, good stuff. I like that. And um, your first name, I'll write you a little note here. That's uh, Glenn from Moss Park. Okay, Glenn, very nice. Great to have you on the show and to be our winner. And thank you for helping me save the day on the Sound Judgment Retool, okay? Thanks a lot. And for you, bud, anything. I like to hear that. Thank you very much. Strive for that, Yaffe. Did you hear that, Steph? For you, bud, man, anything. See, we need a little of that mentality around here, you know? <laughs> Who came up with the question? Oh, that's right. I withdraw the complaint. <laughs> I withdraw the complaint. I, we got a great, great team here. We really, really do. Don't go away, my friend. I'll put you on hold. You and Steph can talk it over, all right? Awesome. Thanks, bud. All right. Have some fun at the James Taylor concert. Yeah, absolutely, Yaff. That is an absolute, uh, Yaff, a great, great save. Thank you. Yeah, it made me hungry, though. It's the one <laughs> downfall of it. You like Big Macs? Oh, yeah. They're it's good. The, they're, it's they're a messy. special sauce. It's that sauce. They're messy, but they're great. Yeah. Can you imagine eating two of those a day for 46 years? <laughs> no. The guy's, the guy's 64. He's still alive. Looks good. He does. He actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, there we go. All right. Um, What's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm getting a handle on the show again, though. Good morning, Orlando. Rolls on into the Open Mind Monday, 8 o'clock hour here from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Uh, we've talked about a whole lot here this morning. I've been praising this judge who slammed Mueller's team for being out to get the president and way off base in terms of the special counsel mandate. Um, we have been talking about the opposition to Trump's fine CIA chief pick, um, Gina Haspel. We've been talking about um, Kerry undermining Trump on the Iran deal, you know, working quietly with the Iranians to try to keep the deal I mean, that, 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 is, that is subversive, if not treasonous, on the part of the former Secretary of State. We've been talking about Florida's high court. They have now green-lighted the controversial red-light runner camera program in force in many towns and cities around Florida to deter the deadly, dangerous practice of running red lights at high speeds and T-boning people into oblivion. I'm a supporter of the red-light runner program but a lot of you are not and are not happy with me. 
Lots of things we can talk about. You can take it there. You can take it in any direction you want. I want to hear from the smartest audience in talk radio on what's grinding your gears this morning, what you want to sound off on, your take on any topic, and I will keep an open mind. Call early at 407-916-5400 and... Our text line, never busy, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. Um, all right, coming up, we got news at the top of the hour. Deb's grabbing a week's vacation, so Tom Alexander is with us, among other things, focusing on the president's lawyer saying he's not sure if Michael Cohen paid off women beside Stormy Daniels. And gas prices have dropped a little. I saw 253 coming in this morning, but we're told it may not last long. It's all ahead for you, and Open Mind Monday right after the news. Good morning, Orlando, on a Monday at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you on a beautiful-looking Monday here at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right now here on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. President Trump's lawyer says he's not sure if Michael Cohen paid off women besides Stormy Daniels. Gas prices drop a little, but it may not last long. Details coming up in one minute. It's Open Mind Monday. What's on your mind? Call me, text me. You're next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 1025. President Donald Trump's personal lawyer says he doesn't know whether attorney Michael Cohen made payments to women besides Stormy Daniels on the president's behalf. I never thought 130000 was a real payment. It's a, a nuisance payment. Uh, when I settled this, uh, for when it was real or a real possibility, it's a couple million dollars, not, not 130000 Speaking on ABC's This Week, Rudy Giuliani says he expects Cohen will cooperate with federal investigators, but adds he doesn't think they'll be happy with it because Cohen doesn't have any incriminating evidence about the president. Giuliani also says the president wants to testify in the special counsel investigation, even though that could create a lot of problems. He says he hopes he gets a chance to tell President Trump about the risk he'd take if he speaks with special counsel Robert Mueller. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Speaking of President Trump, he's tweeting his support for Gina Haspel to come become the next CIA director. This comes after the Washington Post reported that Haspel was considering withdrawing her name from consideration on Friday. Some have expressed concern over her role in enhanced ter- interrogation techniques following the 9-11 terror attacks. The president, however, does not share those concerns. He tweeted that Haspel, quote, has come under fire because she was too tough on terrorists, end quote. He added, quote, in these very dangerous times, we have the most qualified person, a woman, who Democrats want out because she is too tough on terror, end quote. Haspel is set for a confirmation hearing before the Senate Intelligence Committee. On Wednesday, a man accused of shooting at vehicles on a Georgia highway wrote that he admired the suspect in the Parkland, Florida school shooting. Authorities Saturday identified the sniper as Rex Harbor, went on a shooting spree Friday that injured three people. Harbor set up on the side of Georgia Highway 365 just outside Atlanta and started shooting at passing vehicles. He later committed suicide following a short car chase with state troopers. Investigators say he had a small arsenal of at least five guns and more than 3,000 rounds of ammunition. How sick and twisted is this that this guy's hero could be the Parkland school mass killer, his hero? Yeah, it's disturbing. It really is. And they really have yet to determine a motive. And it makes it harder because he's dead Exactly, as well. They can't talk to him now. 
And finally, gas prices in Florida are down slightly, but they could be on the way back up. Alan Spector has more. AAA reports the statewide average for a gallon of regular is two seventy-three, one cent less than last week. The most expensive gas is found in the West Palm Beach Boca Raton area, averaging two eighty-five a gallon. The least expensive is in the Tampa Bay and Orlando areas at two sixty-five. AAA says oil prices are rising on the belief that President Trump might pull out of the Iran nuclear deal, which could drag gas prices higher this week. Alan Spector, News Radio 1025, WFLA. I saw 253 a gallon coming in, and it was at a station on 1792 and Button Road up in the Castlebury, Maitland area this morning, way under what the average is around here. Yeah. So you can get a deal if you look for it. You sure can, significantly yep. under the average. WFLA News Time Now, 806. You can read about NASA's new InSight lander that's studying how Mars was made. Ooh. 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Whoa, this is going to be a rip roaring hour on Open Mind Monday as you take over the show with your take on any topic, and I will keep an open mind. It's getting crowded on the 50,000 watt front porch. I mean, we got a full bank of calls, but the text line is never busy. You can call me at 407 916 5400 to sound off. Sound off on the text line at 23680, but there, of course, standard message and data rate supply. In the control room, we've got Yaffe producing and Steph taking your phone calls, and we are ready to absorb and air the collective wisdom of the smartest audience in talk radio. It's Open Mind Monday, right after we give you a shot at winning your share of $880,000 in cash in the final week of our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest, listen now for the new keyword of the hour. Then text that word to 200, 200 You could be our next $1,000 winner. Had one very recently up in Volusia County. An update for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories coming right up, along with news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Time for the Bud Man to stop talking, for you to start talking, and for the Bud Man to listen. And I'll do that and keep an open mind to whatever you have to say. On the topic of your choice, Bob, you were first in. Good morning to you from Longwood. What's on your mind, Bob? Uh, thank you, Bud. Take my call. Yeah, uh, this Puerto Rican governor uh, a couple of weeks ago came into Orlando, and he was telling the pe- uh, the people how to actually the vote. You know, because uh, election time's coming up and everything like that. Yeah, Governor Roseo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's meddling in, in our election here, and I can't understand that. That uh, uh, to me, that's like collusion. You know. But anyway. Why is he worrying about Puerto Rico? That they should have storage bins over there with water and, and and food. So through that whole island, when this had happened, these people could have water and food. And not only that, he should be worrying about his dock workers over there, the truck drivers that belong to the unions. That next time, don't go on strike when there's a, a disaster like that. In other like, words, you think the governor of Puerto Rico's got plenty to do on the island, and he shouldn't be nosing around Central Florida politics. That's right. He actually, the, the people from Puerto Rico should see how badly he handled that island and throw him out. Thank you, Bob, very much. Do you agree with Bob? You can get into a debate with him here indirectly on um, on Open Mind Monday, 407-916-5400, or text me at 23680. Uh, Chuck, you're next up from Lake Wales. Now, you hang out a lot in Minnesota. Are you back in Central Florida? No. GMO. <laughs> I'm in 
Minnesota now. You're yeah. in Minnesota, but you're, you're, you're okay. I didn't know where you were. Steph said, it's the Minnesota guy, bud man. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Minnesota guy. I want to talk to you about yellow light cameras. The yellow light is regulated by federal law. And because there are so many people traveling all over the United States, you get one uh, second for every 10 miles an hour. So if it's a 40-mile-an-hour zone, you get four seconds. Now, when it turns red, it's red for two to three seconds all the way around. Every, the green light does not occur on the opposite uh, coming uh, until two seconds, two second red. Bob, you're throw, uh, Chuck, rather, you're throwing a lot of numbers at us here, and this is great. What is the point you want to make about the red light runner camera program that has now been green lighted to continue by the Florida Supreme Court? Well, someone called in and said that you should have red light all the way around after the yellow. My point is, you do. You've got red light on all four directions for two seconds. Got it. Now, let me ask you, do you support red light runner cameras? Uh, if you're going the speed limit, you've got no problem. Do the you problem support them? Is, do you support yeah, them? Yeah, it, it, they work. Yeah, they're okay. That's kind of what I, I wanted to know. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Let's go to Don in Hunter's Creek. Go ahead, Don. Yes, hi. Um, I'm 100% for the red light cameras. Um, I bicycle to work every day about four miles down here, and I have to cross John Young Parkway and everything. And... Um, I'm dead meat if, if uh, you know, if I don't wait four or five seconds when I get a green to cross a crosswalk legally, um, it's really dangerous, yeah. uh, especially Orlando is the worst city for pedestrians. It is. It gets that rating every year. They do that study nationwide among cities of this size or larger. See, I don't know if we don't have red light runner cameras how we stop people, how we create enough of a deterrent to get them to stop running red lights at high speeds not exactly. on, not only not only turning bikers into hamburger but killing people in cars yes and especially people turning right on red um you, they're supposed to stop before they turn right on red through a crosswalk um they don't it, it's um they got to catch them too because you you're, you can't just blow through a red light to to turn right you- thank you very good now a lot of you, I know, are always angry when I come out in favor of red light runner camera programs because they do save lives, okay? And I don't know how else to deter this deadly, dangerous practice of running red lights at high speeds, trying to beat the light. How else do we do it? Help me out, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rate supply. Yaffe's checking out heavy incoming on the text line. We'll get to that in just a moment. Yaffe, sort out a couple of those um, texters here on Open Mind Monday. What are they into today? Yes, Bob, we're still getting a few texts on the red light runner cameras, which right. has been a big topic on the show all morning. One person said this, said, uh, I really hated the red light cameras, but I got two tickets. And since then, I'm very careful and I haven't gotten any tickets since. So it works. So I haven't gotten any changed. tickets, but the thought of shelling out 158 bucks just because I'm in a little bit of hurry has been a deterrent for me as well. So I can relate to that. What else? Right. Another person said uh, traffic control at intersections. All lights at intersections should be red for about three seconds to clear all vehicles. That should be done instead of red light cameras. So getting a lot of ideas 
to do instead of red light cameras. Good stuff. Open Mind Monday rolls on as we bring in Joe on the phone. Good morning to you, Joe, from Titusville. Hello, Joe. Have I got you? Oh, did I push the wrong button? Let's go to Jim in New Smyrna. Joe, you're next. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to have you with me. Well, sir, I'm a firefighter in Central Florida, and I wanted to see if you could help me to spread the word about a petition that we're trying to get signed. Well, what's it about? Uh, in, in the state of Florida, um, most of the states in the country actually cover firefighters in the event of their of their death due to job-related exposure to toxic smoke, hazardous materials. Okay. Um, Florida does not do that. And we recently had a couple members of our organization pass away from job-related cancer. Now, they didn't have enough time on the job to be able to retire. And because no benefits existed, uh, their wives and their young children were essentially left to fend for themselves. So one of our members who's retired a couple years ago actually set off on March 20th on foot from Key West. And he has been walking ever since, every single day. And within the next two or three days, he's going to arrive in Tallahassee. Wow. To try to try to get our lawmakers to make these changes for firefighters who die from job-related exposure. Let me ask um, you, this sounds great, Jim. If people want to get on board and, uh, and, and be a signatory to this petition, how do they do it? They, they can access the website directly at bit.ly slash bullsmark. Do that again. And that, it is B-I-T dot L-Y slash Bulls March. And there's also a Facebook page that is under the title of My Brother's Burden. Sounds good to me, Jim. Thank you for raising the issue. Appreciate it. And we sure appreciate all our first responders and you firefighters. What a job. Thank you. Joe, you're in Titusville now. Forgive the mishit early. You're on. Yeah, that's okay, bud. Good talking to you and Jaffe. I just wanted to bring up a point during the Obama administration, the jobs numbers, everybody railed about, well, the people who weren't in the job market. There was like 80 million people was the number that was floated around. Right. And when he had a number like the current number of 160, everybody railed on him that it wasn't good enough. Yeah, like 160,000 jobs created in a given month or something. Right. And I and and me, you and Jaffe had, had a discussion of what the number should be for population growth. And I said the population growth number should be one hundred and twenty five thousand. Okay. And Jaffe looked it up and said it was supposed to be two sixty. And I said, no, that's to get the jobs back to where they should be. The actual population growth numbers should be one twenty five. So basically, he chipped off 40,000 jobs off the backlog of unemployed people. Okay, that's what the, that number means. To- okay, man, you're really, you're snowing me with numbers, and it's tough on the radio when people can listen and can't read it. What's the bottom line here for you? Well, the bottom line is I think the Republicans and a lot of people were unjustly criticizing Obama for bad numbers when his numbers over the last 15 months were actually slightly better than what Trump did in, in his first 15 months. Okay, our economy grows mm. at a certain rate, and it really doesn't matter who the president is. Okay. Oh, I, 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 okay, I got it. It's Open Mind Monday. I have to keep an open mind, but I, I totally disagree with you. Have you seen the numbers for whites, for blacks, for Hispanics, 
Trump, Obama didn't come anywhere near that. It's Open Mind Monday, bud. You can do it. You can do it. Joe, I appreciate the call, though. I do. Tom's in for Deb was grabbing a week's vacation. The news at the bottom of the hour, including President Trump's lawyer saying he's not sure if Michael Cohen paid off women besides Stormy Daniels and Sweden making a shocking confession about its famous meatballs. I love their meatballs. I don't know if I'm ready for this, but ready or not, here it comes with Tom Alexander from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. If you got something to say on the topic of your choice, Open Mind Monday, join us at 407-916-5400. Hit the text line at 23680. And good morning, one and all, at 830. If you've been with us since the beginning at 6 o'clock, you know there's been all kinds of Trump news, and we've been talking about a lot of it, and Tom has more right now as he brings us our 8.30 update. Thank you, bud. President Donald Trump's personal lawyer says he doesn't know whether attorney Michael Cohen made any payments to other women besides Stormy Daniels on the president's behalf. Speaking on ABC's This Week, Rudy Giuliani said Cohen made lots of different payments for the president and conducted business for him. That means he had legal fees and other expenditures. Giuliani went on to say that while he has no knowledge of other payments, he thinks Cohen would have paid other women if needed. He went on to say that the president wants to testify in the Russia investigation, but he can't be confident the president won't invoke the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A man is under arrest after he tried to convince Martin County Sheriff's deputies that a bag of heroin found in his car was a probiotic for his dog. Hmm. Okay. The sheriff's office says 36-year-old John Allen Crane Jr. was speeding on Florida's Turnpike over the weekend when he was pulled over, and a canine unit sniffed out the heroin. Crane's a registered sex offender from Miami-Dade County with a violent criminal history. He's being held in the Martin County Jail right yeah. now. I'm sure those dogs knew that was, uh, you know, that was a phony argument. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not what that is. A that's dog not probiotic. probiotic. <laughs> Please. No, no, I'm sorry. No. Busted. <laughs> Well, Bud, you mentioned it earlier. Sweden is making a pretty shocking confession. Brace yourself. I'm not ready. About the famous Swedish meatballs. And I love them. The country's official Twitter account said last week the tasty treat is actually from a recipe that King Charles Twelfth brought home from Turkey in the early 18th century. Oh, no way. Swedish meatballs are actually from Turkey. Hey, Wes, what are we going to do? I don't know, but it's like <laughs> French fries are actually from Belgium. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Yep. No kidding. Yeah, so some internet detectives say they've found evidence from an old cookbook that supports this claim. They found this recipe from Turkey, the original Swedish meatballs recipe. I don't care what they call them. I'm going to keep eating them. Yeah, they're still good. They are. <laughs> next, you're going to tell me apple pie is not from America? I mean, what is next here? I'm gonna. I'm going to guess... That it probably isn't, Yaffe. Don't quote me on that, but I'm going to guess, considering that other things that are American, like hamburgers and hot dogs, are not I I don't know what to call anything anymore. (laughs) Just eat it, Yaffe. Yeah, just eat it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I can do that part. (laughs) Uh, A truck collided with a Southwest Airlines plane on a runway as it arrived last night. What is going on with Southwest? This is such a great airline, but they've had... And the broken window and that tragedy where the woman sucked yeah. out, a cracked window, and now what's this? A truck collided with a plane. Happened late last night at Baltimore-Washington International Thurgood Marshall Airport. The flight was arriving in Baltimore from Fort Lauderdale. The plane was pulling into the gate when it collided with a truck. What's a truck doing? Oh, it's probably one of those supply trucks or it whatever. It is, yeah, one of those ground it. vehicles. No one on the plane or in the truck was hurt, fortunately. 
The passengers did have to use stairs to get off the plane instead of the jetway. Investigators are trying to figure out what happened there. Southwest is so good, but they're so snake bit lately. You yeah, know? it's been a real rough go for them lately. You're not kidding. Wow. We done? I got one more for you. Well, hit it. Pop-Tarts fans have a reason to celebrate this morning. Kellogg's is releasing two new flavors of the toaster pastries. They have side-by-side combinations. The limited edition Pop-Tarts splits features frosted strawberry and drizzled cheesecake. That's one Pop-Tart with the two flavors. (laughs) The other is drizzled sugar cookie with frosted brownie batter. Sounds like a nutritious breakfast, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, those things first came out, and I've never been able to eat Pop-Tarts after putting them in the toaster because the sugar icing gets scary hot and burn your lips. It does. They had to put a warning on the box a few years ago because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I always eat them. I always always eat them raw or whatever it is. (laughs) Raw. Is it raw? Is it cold? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll go with raw. It makes it sound manlier, I guess. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) Thank you, bud. Tom's in for Deb, who's grabbing a week's vacation, so he'll be with us uh, for the balance of the week. Uh, we have a lot of calls on um, red light runner cameras, and it's highly controversial. The high court here, Florida Supreme Court, has issued a ruling green lighting these programs, which are optional and are in place in many cities and towns and have been taken down in many cities and towns and never put up in other cities and towns. I think they're the only deterrent I'm aware of out there for the deadly dangerous practice of running red lights at high speeds and T-boning drivers into eternity we see too much of it so i am pro red light runner cameras although i understand the issues and the arguments against it we've got a um, um a caller on uh, restricting semi-automatic weapons what's on your mind haven't heard from you yet where are you 407-916-5400 yaffe says we still have heavy incoming on the text line he's sorting all of that out so we'll dive right in on that here um coming up in a moment Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you, and I'll do that in only two minutes. Stick around on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Scott, a caller popped on the line an open mind Monday on uh, defending Trump. Right now, on another topic this morning, restricting semi automatic weapons, I believe. Bill, that's on your mind. Good morning from DeLand. I'm listening. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Most of the constitutional amendments are designed to expand the rights of the populace. This one is trying to restrict the rights, the rights, inalienable, God-given rights that are given to, that are recognized by the U.S. Constitution. Hey, Bill, 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 hang on a second, because I want you to continue, but I want to get everybody uh, up to speed on this. We talked about it last week. There is a group that is committed to getting one million signatures, valid signatures, and on a petition drive to get a constitutional amendment to ban AR-15s and other similar semi-automatic weapons on the 2020 ballot, and that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, sir, it is. Go ahead. Uh, It's a negative uh, amendment. They're not giving more freedom, which is what the Constitution ought to be saying. Leave it to the liberals to use a constitutional amendment to restrict freedom. It's just wrong. I I don't know how this can get by our Supreme Court, much less the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, we'll have to see. Interesting perspective on a controversial issue we've been talking about, Bill. Thank you. Yaffe on the text line coming in. What do you see now? Yeah, one person says this, says my solution to cities that have a lot of red light cameras, like downtown Apopka, 
because he says he doesn't drive on them or spend money in those cities. He takes the back roads. Boycott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he boycotts them. That's, that's yeah. exactly what okay, he's doing. Okay, why not? Yeah, so there you go. Another person on a completely different topic is still upset with the Robert Mueller probe. It says it is part of a political coup. Great um, job by that judge, Judge Ellis, the Ronald Reagan appointment, um, the federal judge who slammed Mueller's gang, the lawyers, uh, who said, you're not interested in information on, you know, and getting Manafort. You're interested in getting information on Manafort so you can use it to take down the president. I mean, that was a big deal that broke on Friday, and we talked about it earlier on. So um, I'm I'm going to you, Olin, in Palm Bay in just a moment, defending the president on a certain front here, and don't go away because you're coming up right after Richard, who's been very patient with me. Good morning, Richard. You're on Open Mind Monday. Uh, thank you. I have been patient. <laughs> First of all, thank you for uh, taking my call. You bet. Anyway, I am 100% for the red light cameras. My reason why is because I'm a school crossing guard. I cross kids across the street that is also on a traffic light. And I'll bet you in the hour and the 15 minutes that I spend there, I got at least four or five people just running right through traffic lights. And these are in a school zone. Kids are ready to cross the street. Right. People are running right through red lights. It shouldn't be. If we could slow them down, slow them down. Thank you. I love it. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. And Olin from Palm Bay on President Trump. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, bud. Uh, Yeah, I want to defend my president. Uh, I don't care what Donald Trump did in his personal life eight or ten years ago, as long as he didn't break any laws. But President Trump spends every day now trying to make our country safer, to improve our economy. He loves this country. And I think he tries to do a good job every day. And the left just uh, just tries to destroy him. Well, it's an ongoing, you know, multifaceted conspiracy to destroy this president. They didn't like him as a candidate. They hated it when he got the nomination. They hated it more when he got elected. And they want to find a way to discredit him and ruin his presidency and force him out of office. That's the way I see it. But then again... It sounds like you agree with me, and since it's Open Mind Monday, I'll let you say a few more words. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they started from day one, the day after the election, uh, November 9th, 2016. They started from there trying to destroy him. And he is, I can't say it enough, he is trying to do a good job, and uh, obviously he is. I agree he is. Thank you for that, Olin, very much. We've got an interesting caller we're going to do in our last segment here, and you can join the conversation. I have room for you on the Lost in Space series. Man, I don't think we've ever had a call on that. Um, Well, he's probably talking about the new one that's on Netflix. Well, that may well, but I don't know yet. We'll find out in just a moment. That's what Open Mind Monday is all about. If you've got something to say, an observation to make, um, some kind of a cause you want to uh, criticize or celebrate, whatever it happens to be, whether we talked about it or not, 407-916-5400. Don't miss this opportunity to be heard. 407-916-5400. Or go to the text line at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. It's Open Mind Monday. Not a whole lot of time, but some very interesting callers. Derek, you're on with a bud man from St. Cloud. What's this about the Lost in Space series, my friend? Well, hey, bud. Yeah, I uh, thought about you. I've been watching this series. I'm kind of 
older like you, and I uh, love the Lost in Space series back from the 60s. But anyway, it's great. It shows, which is rare nowadays, a strong father figure. He's strong but loving. The mom's strong. It's a strong family. It, it actually talks about character. And so far, the first season wasn't any political stuff, just a great all-American family uh from the grandkids to the grandparents loved it. Now, is, is this what Yaffe was talking about, the new Netflix series? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? It's the one. I was surprised because, like I said, the grandkids loved it and the grandparents. I mean. Wow. It spans the, the generations, and it's a great family viewing opportunity, right? Yes, but yet it's modernized, but it sticks very close to the original yeah. series, but modernized. Very cool. Thank you for the tip on that, my friend. Here's Lynn in Longwood on red light runner cameras. For them or again them, Lynn? I'm uh, against them as they are right now. Um, I had gotten a uh, red light or a ticket following a truck. I didn't see that the light had turned red. He went through it. I got the, the light flashing at me. And um, after that, of course, I became very cautious about them. But I also noticed... There's different areas where the light, once it turns yellow, and then if you have a countdown, it doesn't turn red immediately. Mm-hmm. So there's different um, areas in town that are not synchronized exactly the same. I think we need more standardization, and I think it's a great point. Very quickly, Matthew and Apopka with a television program note, something we've been watching. Go ahead, Matthew. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk about uh, Last Man Standing possibly coming back on the air. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, coming back on Fox. ABC canceled it. It had uh, Tim Allen as a conservative figure, right? Right. And and I think that ABC canceled Last Man Standing to pick up Roseanne because he wanted to have the conservative family be a white, trashy family. I don't know what what the story is there, but would you like to see Last Man Standing come back? Oh, yeah. I sure would. Yeah, yeah, me too. Thank you very much, Matthew, and we're watching for it. Yeah, but we don't have confirmation on that yet, do we, that it's coming back on Fox to just talk about it, right? I don't think so. It seems like it's pretty close of getting done, though. Yeah. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.